Welcome to our weekly, excuse me, three-minute therapy podcast with me, Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist and author at 3minutetherapy.com, and Mick Berry, rational emotive behavior therapy expert, co-author with me on a book called <coughs> and Chris Rossini, our tech engineer. At these podcasts, we discuss subjects related to REBT, rational emotive behavior therapy, formalized by formulated by Albert Ellis in 19, starting in 1953. And he's written over 80 books on this subject, rational emotive behavior therapy, which says that it's never situations themselves that cause our emotions, but rather it's our thinking about situations. So if I'm criticized, which we will get into in more detail in a few minutes, and I feel hurt, it's not being criticized that makes me feel hurt, but it's my thinking about it. And thinking that leads to disturbed emotions like hurt or anxiety or anger or guilt come from certain type of thinking, and that is thinking in terms of demands. Must, should, supposed tos, have tos, demands we put on ourselves, others, and situations. And demands, demands come from preferences. We start with preferences. I prefer not to be criticized, therefore I must not. I prefer you treat me well, therefore you have to. I would love it if my life went well, therefore my life has to go well, or else it's the end of the world. So if you're disturbed, look for the must, look for the should, and then show yourself that the preferences make sense, but not the must. And uh, Mick and I are going to illustrate this process today on a three-minute exercise form that uh, I think we will put up. Do you want to start it then, Mick? Yeah, the A, the activating event, I was criticized. And the irrational belief is I must not be criticized. The C, the consequences of believing I must not be criticized, or feeling hurt and compulsive eating. I think we could also throw in there possible depression and anxiety. As you can see on the form and what Mick described, it's not A, I was criticized, that causes C, my hurt, but rather it's B, what I'm telling myself about being criticized that causes my hurt. So that's a key um, learning in REBT, which people miss all the time. Uh, people miss all the time in REBT, or mean you mean in the general public? I think in the general public, right? Exactly. Yeah, in the general public. Uh -huh. Right. It is not the things that happen to us that disturb us. It's how we view them that disturbs us or helps us. The way we look at things either can help us or hurt us or have no difference whatsoever. Yeah, and what you're saying, Mick, is all emotions, no matter what the emotions are, uh, self-harming or self-helping emotions come from what we're telling ourselves, our beliefs, what we're thinking. Right. So the dispute, why must I not be criticized? An easy way to create a dispute is just put a why in front of the irrational belief. 
And the effect of new thinking is though, although I prefer not to be criticized, nothing etched in stone state, states that I must be. And then the feeling is great displeasure and controlled eating. Um, I'd like to elaborate on this, Michael, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. So why don't you start? Okay, well, what's good about this particular form, the way it's filled out is it's very simplified. Now, in order for an ABC to work, generally, it requires more in-depth extrapolation at the <clears throat> D and especially the E. And in order for this to work, it's important to pinpoint the should and to uh, passionately, rigorously refute the should at E. And so if I was to expound on this, it would be, I was criticized. At B, I would be uh, able to expand on that. I must not be criticized. I cannot stand being criticized. It's awful if I'm criticized, okay? You let the irrational beliefs fly you put it all down here. You don't pretend that you're thinking something that you're not. You write down your irrational beliefs, which are always connected to a should, a demand, an ought to, a have to, a must. The C would be feeling depressed, angry, anxious, hurt, uh, compulsive eating, compulsive drinking, some self-destructive behavior, or it could just be just a self-destructive emotion, such as depression. And then disputing, why must I not be criticized? The dispute can be more passionate. Yes, Michael, did you want to yeah, say something? Yeah, I did want to add that disputing. You're looking for the evidence. We set up the B, the irrational belief as a hypothesis, and then we want to see if there's evidence for it. And if you think about it, uh, you never come up with evidence for must or shoulds unless you run the universe which you do not. So all musts, all shoulds, or fictions, there's never any evidence to support it. But it's useful to remind yourself of that whenever you go through one of these exercises. Right. And so disputing, why must I not be criticized? And if I write down as the irrational belief, I cannot stand being criticized, won't I be standing anything? I might not like it, but won't I be standing the criticism? <clears throat> Can't I stand things that I'd, I don't like? And is it the end of the world? You can, any number of questions which eat into the irrational belief. As Albert Ellis said, don't rip apart people, rip apart ideas. Yeah, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's Albert Ellis um, speaking through me. Yeah. And so you let the disputes, all the questions you can think of, fly at the end, and then you emphatically answer them at E. And I would answer if I was filling this out and bothered by being criticized. It's a pain in the neck when I'm criticized, or I find it to be a pain in the neck when I'm criticized. Notice the distinction, because it isn't anything. I find it to be a pain in the neck. Or I, don't... I make it a pain in the neck in yeah. my head. Yeah, I make it a pain in the neck in my head, that's even better. We like semantic precision in REBT because the right word can be the difference between a rational and an irrational thought, such as I must do well or I really want to do well. Two different things. 
Um, and I'll just throw in the more we want something, the easier it is to turn it into a demand, but that doesn't mean that it's inevitable. We can practice, practice, practice to not turn our desires into a demand, no matter how big they may be. And so yeah. new thinking, I am going to stand being criticized. I'm not going to blow up. I might not like it, but I am going to stand things that I don't, uh, people don't like, but I can still accept my life and I can set my, accept myself. That much is up to me. I cannot control other people criticizing me, but I can control largely because I'm a fallible human being. I'll probably not do it perfectly, but I can control how I react to the criticism and I don't like it, but it doesn't mean that I'm no good. It doesn't mean that all of life is no good. It's simply a situation that I don't like, but I can deal with situations that I, I don't like and I can still accept myself and I can still accept my life in situations I don't like. And then the new feeling would be feeling all right, feeling relaxed, anxiety and depression and anger free. And also our new feelings are not necessarily positive. And at F, we're looking for appropriate new feelings. And if bad things happen to you and you prefer they not happen, it does make sense and is adaptive and appropriate to have some negative feelings such as frustration, displeasure, discomfort, concern, but not disturbed feelings, the feelings that eat you up inside, like right. anxiety and depression. Yeah. And Michael, I have a question at feeling it's a new feeling. If my part of the consequences was compulsive eating, the new feeling would be, okay, feeling better, feeling more relaxed, not eating compulsively, which is actually a behavior. Uh, but could I put that, I think I could also include that in the new feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, good question. And uh, the answer is F, new feeling, is really new feeling or new behavior. And, and sometimes you may not have uh, a feeling. You might just have a compulsive behavior you're working on. And then F, your new behavior would be controlled eating rather than compulsive eating. Right. Right. Also, another thing I wanted to add at E, uh, you had correctly mentioned, make your E's passionate and rigorous and also meaningful. It, it's very important that you're not just mouthing the right words at E just not saying what you think is the rational thing to say, but it's meaningful, which means you connect with it, it seems real, and uh, you make it a part of yourself. Right. Yeah. And uh, I would say that uh, I do an ABC every day on some particular topic that might be bothering me, and it's practicing finding the rational thought and discarding the demand that allows us to feel to live anxiety and depression and free of mental disturbance but it does take practice and i see this over and over again i see people that do this and feel better but they don't maintain the practice and i've seen people conclude rebt doesn't work but they're not practicing the particular exercise if you don't practice the exercise it's pretty much not going to work. Yeah, and the reason for that is being imperfect humans, we easily, as Nick said, escalate our preferences into demands, into musts and shoulds. And in terms of the practice, uh, think of 
uh, brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth every day. You go to the dentist. The dentist says no cavities. You're not going to stop brushing your teeth because you know if you do, the plaque and bacteria will slowly creep up. And it's the same with our thinking in demand, thinking in must. If you stop practicing, then in most cases, I'd say 98%, 99% of cases, the musts and shoulds will start to creep in again. So that's why it's so important to practice. Right. And I've had some people say, oh, that's depressing. Well, not really, because we can get better and better at it. And yeah. uh, we, as you said, Michael, we are musts, we are demand-making machines as human beings, but the good news, the very good news is that as we practice to diminish our musts and our demands, we can become better and better at it and become demand diminishing machines and demand disintegrating machines. Yeah, and uh, the reward throughout your day and throughout your life is noticeable. Feeling much better, feeling much less depressed but still not being happy all the time. This isn't feel-good therapy, but rather uh, being significantly happier than you were before you started practicing these exercises. And in my book, Three-Minute Therapy, I right. have in each chapter an example of one of these exercises, what I call three-minute exercise or the ABC exercises, as applied to different problems that I discuss in each chapter, such as social anxiety, panic attacks, depression, anger, procrastination, addiction, and others. And, right. that's, and you can find that at 3minutetherapy.com. Nick? Yeah, and I just wanted to say you've pointed out to me, Michael, when this exercise isn't working, it's one of three reasons. The person has not identified the correct should. This is why I like doing it with friends. Often they can recognize a should I'm not finding. And then, or the person has not refuted the should emphatically enough at E. Or three, there's a secondary disturbance of I must not be depressed. And as Albert Ellis said, the nuttiest thought you can have is I must be rational. That's right. Because you're an imperfect human who's going to be and think irrationally a lot. Okay, I think we've pretty much exhausted that one. So uh, if you enjoyed our uh, little talk on the three-minute exercise, the ABCs, uh, give us a thumbs up, comment below if you have questions or thoughts or you would like to volunteer and suggest subjects. And thank you again, Mick, for your great participation in this. Thank you, Chris Rossini, for the technical part of it. And subscribe to the Three Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.